Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 177 for Wednesday, September 30th, 2020. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? You having a great day? You having a wonderful time in your life? Uh, I apologize for being late. I will tell you all about why. I actually had a good reason this time. Um, <laughs> not that I, you know, not that I don't normally, but uh, I actually had, a, I, I believe, to be a pretty good reason, and I will tell you all about it in this episode. Um, I also, uh, well, what did I do? Also, <laughs> not only am I late this week, but um, I got my uh, wisdom teeth out. I got my wisdom teeth out. Uh, that's something I'll tell you about. And I will, I think, I thought it was going to be fucking hilarious because it's like, yeah, it's a, you know, day of surgery or whatever. I, I didn't realize the condition I would be in afterwards. So I was like, oh my God, how funny would it be for me to come home and record the episode, uh, you know, while still under with my mouth frozen, I thought I'd be mumbling into the mic and it would be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> for anyone who's got their wisdom teeth out, like the, I'm sure they're just going, oh yeah, that's what you thought you'd be doing. Well, it, it is. Mm-mm-mm. I am still recovering from the surgery. Um, and I'll tell you guys about some of that stuff there. But, uh, as far as this episode's concerned, this one here was to end, this was supposed to be the last day of the, uh, the chatting with you guys. Um, <laughs> sorry, just thinking about all this stuff since, but yeah, so as far as, uh, as far as it goes, the, this, uh, episode would have been re- recorded, um, the day of the surgery. So I'll tell you all about everything else afterwards on the next episode, but, um, this episode I'll be telling you about the actual procedure itself and what it was like. Um, I finished, uh, a game, um, well, I played a game and finished its story. Um, what else did I do? I had some friends over for, well, friends, I had my colleagues over for, uh, a barbecue, uh, after we finished our, uh, our Gloucester Nespresso Roadshow, which was nice. Um, it was only like four or five people just in case anyone's like during COVID you're having barbecue and they are my friends, but it just sounds like I was just throwing a barbecue for the sake of throwing a barbecue in these times. It wasn't, it was colleagues and we'd worked very hard, uh, damn near hit our target. And I mean, by like one or two machines shy of like a hundred and something machine target when, you know, anyways, we can talk about that. Don't even really need to truthfully. Uh, I did buy a new Nespresso machine. Um, the, I bought the virtual next again, I can really not much to tell you about that one. All I know is I got a sweet fucking deal on it. 
Um, and then I, uh, I actually started to, uh, to prepare a gift box for my friend, uh, Angie, um, in Texas, one of my pals on the old PlayStation. So we were doing like a little back and forth thing. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. This episode uh, is going to be posted as soon as I'm done recording it because it's behind already, which means if you guys are hearing this, you probably, uh, she's getting ready to send me one back and we'll talk about that. But all that, all that stuff is to say that, uh, this episode banging it out, uh, for you guys. I hope, uh, hope you enjoy and let's get, uh, let's get right into it. I'll save the extraction the teeth extraction for the end. Cause that was supposed to be, what was coming up near the end. Um, we, uh, we finished our Nespresso, uh, tour in Gloucester, not really a whole hell of a lot to, to, to say about it just in terms of, you know, it's work. It's boring. I, I wouldn't ask you to tune in to listen, you know, <laughs> tell me about your day at work. You know, it was work and we're glad that it's over. It was fun. Um, we're, we're very happy we hit our targets. Uh, since then they've made some adjustments and they're, they're cutting hours and they've actually closed some of the stores or roadshows down cause they're really underperforming. So just in terms of my doing work and stuff like that, it's, um, it's great to, to be the team that, that is an a number one in Canada and be keeping things kind of alive for, for other stores. So they're looking at us and going, well, you know, maybe it's just the location or whatever. It's not, it's that my team is killing it, but, um, Anyways, so we, we kind of, because we work hard, we push real hard to make sure we hit our targets. We're always looking for ways to adjust whatever we need to blow off some steam at the end. And so I invited, um, the team over to my place to, uh, you know, to have some barbecue. I had a bunch of burgers left over from the Harvey's activation that I did and buns and everything. So I was like, come on over guys. I'm going to cook. We're going to do some dinner up. Um, my, uh, my manager came, some of my colleagues, we did, uh, we did a Berg's. We did, uh, what else did we do? We, uh, <laughs> we did, I think, uh, my, my colleague Sundus brought a bunch of fruit trays that we never ended up using except, um, the fact that because she left them behind, I had some soft stuff to eat, which was absolutely amazing, uh, recovery, you know, but again, that's, that's in the future at this point. Um, really been living and breathing, uh, Nespresso during it. It was nice to just be able to sit down, let loose. I picked up some, uh, you know, some ice cream and stuff for everybody afterwards, which was kind of weird. Cause everyone's like, I'll have ice cream. And then I made everyone a bowl of it. And then everyone didn't touch it. Cause I guess all the young pups that I'm probably could stand to learn a lesson from them. They're all like, Oh, I don't need, a, I don't need sugar and stuff. It's carbs. But it was funny. Cause I'm like, everyone want, everyone want ice cream. And they're like, yes, <laughs> they should have just said no. Cause everyone sat and, uh, and just kind of looked at it. <laughs> I guess, is that how skinny people enjoy? Would you like some ice cream? Yes. And then their way of consuming it is through their eyeballs. They just stare at it and they enjoy the, uh, <laughs> they just enjoy the look of it, I guess. I don't know how it works. But then uh, my colleagues, as the night went on, were looking for, we'd already gone through the the beer that we had. And uh, they were like, you know, Josh, you have whiskey, right? And I'm like, yeah, I can bring some whiskey down if you like. But then they're shooting it like they're at a club, right? Like they're young and they're trying to get drunk. So they'd shoot the whiskey and then they didn't have any chaser. They're like, what do we chase it with? I'm like, I don't know. They just pick up the bowl of ice cream and have like a couple spoonfuls of ice cream to chase the whiskey, which I thought was hilarious. Because basically means you don't like the taste. You're just trying to get drunk. And the whiskey that I collect is not for a drunken, right? It's to sip and enjoy. If you want to get drunk, you know, we'll find some, some cheap shit. The stuff I get is to to savor. I enjoy the taste of whiskey, how it has made what they choose to put it in as a barrel. Oh, magical stuff. So anyways, we uh, we blew off some steam. We did, uh, Sundus also brought a, a shisha pipe, which I did not partake in. I'm not a, not a smoker anymore. Done good. Make my lungs all sexy and pink again after years of smoking when I was in my teens. 
So sorry for all the swallowing, guys. My mouth is still recovering. Um, I know there's a lot of mouth sounds normally. Well, I, I apologize for all the, the slurping and, and sipping and, and swallowing and a little bit of smacking. I still have some swelling in the back of my mouth, so it's a, it's a more difficult to control than normal. So I do apologize for it. Um, what else? What else? Mm. More boring than the news network. What did we learn about Josh so far? 10 minutes into the podcast. Well, we've learned that you worked, you hit your targets, you had some friends over and they didn't like whiskey. Yeah, that's basically it. Um, it was, it was nice. It was, you know what it was, was all of my colleagues are young, or at least I don't think a single one of them is over 30. So when they get together to let loose, not to mention the fact that they're, uh, you know, the Jordanian and, and Palestinian and Syrian and stuff, they're all, you know, from the middle East and they, uh, and it's funny cause they're not like middle Eastern, but like Canadian, like they, straight up were born and raised in the middle east and now live here so they're they're a young and b they come from households where they're not allowed to drink so when given an opportunity to leave home and be somewhere where they're allowed to drink and stuff like that they kind of cut loose as young kids do even if you're allowed right so but it, for them it's like a whole, straight up cultural religious thing that you don't do it it's not like your parents are like you let, let you go and they don't like seeing you drunk at home but this is like straight up like you know like you're you're defying god to drink so they naturally do it in secret and pretend like they don't lying to those closest. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just don't, I guess, I guess I don't get that, man. I just don't get it. I guess it's hard too. Right? It's a completely different cultural thing that I don't understand. I've, my behavior was always, you know, accepted. My mom was kind of cool. She was like, listen, I know you guys are young. And if you're going to break the law and drink, which pretty much every kid does at some point, right? You do the things you're not allowed to do. Adults do them and they have fun with it, but why aren't we allowed to do it? We want to have fun. So my mom used to be the rule was if you guys are going to drink, I would rather you do it here at the house where I can make sure you're okay and kind of monitor it. Then you guys just getting drunk and passing out in a park or something like that. So that's where we went in you know, high school. We didn't do it all the time, but like once in a while, maybe once a month, we'd get a couple of 40 ounces, the most disgusting beer, malt liquor, right? Five bucks for a 40 and, uh, and just drink the worst beer and get drunk. But at least we were, you know, somewhere where we were safe. We never got like, we never got sick drunk. It was always when I was at someone else's house party or something where, where there wasn't someone monitoring that you'd get shit faced. But anyways, point being is I had the, I had it where I was allowed to do it. And of course, because I was allowed to do it, that, that danger factor, that allure of like, we're not allowed to do this wasn't as strong because if I wanted to do it, I could. So therefore it immediately becomes uninteresting to me. <laughs> so yeah. So my, my colleagues are, they're young and they're they're They want to drink and they want to do all those things they're not allowed to do. And so for them, it's like having a beer isn't like sip on it. You know what I mean? And enjoy it. And if you want another one, have another one. It's like chug it as fast as you can to get drunk. And I, I can drink faster than you. And they do that thing where they bang in their Corona bottles on top of each other's to make it foam up and stuff to force the other person to have to, to drink it. Like it's, Kid shit. Um, no judgment. We all did it. So everyone deserves to have the chance to do it. I just think that for me, I was like, I was looking to sort of sit and have a meal and, you know, whatever. And instead, because everyone's drinking so fast and this and that, it was like, it just turned into like me kind of supervising house party. And the funny, the, the funniest thing to me was at one point, they're all just speaking Arabic to each other, yelling Arabic at each other. So I'm sitting there like I'm cooking and I'm serving and I can't even understand what the conversation is. So I didn't not have a good time, 
but there's definitely a part of me that's kind of going like, uh, you know, conversations and hanging out and like, we've had parties before where everyone was over and we were, you know, playing board games and stuff like that. That was fine. But, but to, you know, sit in the backyard and, and everyone's just pounding beers and getting shit faced. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a young person's game. I think that part of my, my life is, is I'm, I'm done with the getting shit faced just to get shit faced. I, I don't, I can do it whenever I want. There's no allure to it, you know, and I know how I feel the next day. So, you know, to me, I, I guess I've gotten to the point where there's nothing to be gained from that. Not to mention the fact a lot of people drink for the liquid courage or whatever and let loose their inhibition. I mean, I've, I don't really have a problem with that. I do what I want to do. And I say what I want to say, <laughs> even if it gets me in trouble. Sometimes I, I kind of don't need alcohol to be an asshole, <laughs> but that was something, I think that was just maybe a, a little lesson at a particular part of my life. Maybe was just like, you know, Hey, like your partying days are that level of partying is, is done. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm okay with that. I don't like going to clubs. I never even really liked it when I was young, but now it's kind of like, you know, Hey, you want to go somewhere and pay way too much for drinks and stand in line at a bar and way too loud. And you can't have a conversation. No, no. I don't even like going to pubs that have live music. Do you know what I mean? Cause I'll be sitting there having a drink with a friend and we're chatting and all of a sudden bang, like out of nowhere, the drums come on and fuck yeah, Now it's so fucking loud. You can't even hear the person across the table. So you're yelling at each other. I'm like, well, this is not fun. Do you know what I mean? Like I could, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a big fan. I would love to go to like, I would love to go to like a piano bar or something. I would love to go hear like a Diana crawl play at a piano and sing the point where even just, but even then I can hear the, the instruments and stuff. Like, I, I don't know. I find live concerts and shit that I've gone to. Like I have such a hard time hearing the clarity of the instruments and I have such a hard time hearing the singer that I'm like, yeah, there's a reason that fucking you produce it in a, in a, you know, in a studio so that you can hear the instruments. Like I don't like heavy metal for that reason. It's so much banging and slamming and shit that I, I can't hear, you know, I'm not saying it's not music. Cause I know there's a lot of shit to it. Like some of those heavy metal drummers are insane, but I just can't, I'm not enjoying it. Right. So like, I guess things like, um, you know, I guess the, 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 the slower the pace and the, you know, like if you went to go see the Eagles or something, you'd be able to hear their music. But I think it's just that like, if it's going to be like loud when people are playing like covers of rock songs and shit, I have a much harder time hearing the music and hearing the the singing so to me it's just like i'm out i'm trying to enjoy myself and now i can't hear the person i'm with and i can't really hear the music and i'm paying way too much for drinks so i'm kind of like i would much rather have been like hey come over to my place we'll put music on on the speaker we can adjust the volume so that it, we can hear it but we can still talk you know and uh no charge no charge no cover the drinks huh retail price amazing so I don't know. I, I'm just, I think I'm just, uh, I'm done with my partying days. I like, I like to, I like to have dinner with a friend. Like that's the thing. I love seeing guys like Mark and, uh, you know, going to Mika's place with him and his wife having a board game night. Like we can still have drinks. We can still have a meal, right? We still get to do all that. You know, we're still, you know, interacting. I don't know. God, how old do I sound? All I know is I'm done with the loud, crazy you know what I mean? I also do, you know, prior to COVID, I also spent a lot of my time like out doing shows and social environments. So like, 
I get my people fix. I can totally see someone who's like nine to five in a cubicle, then come home and not do much. So then the idea of like going out and letting loose is like novelty. It's different. So like, yeah, definitely up for that. But for me, I'm like, I don't, I don't have a shortage of, of getting my people fix or whatever. Again, fortunate. That's what I've invested my time into my life, but this isn't funny at all. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm fucking, I'm done with hangovers and screaming over bands to try to hear someone's story, you know? So I enjoyed having my colleagues over is what I'm saying, but I definitely got a little bit of a reality check on, on, you know, my party time. So we try to, we try to do one of these, uh, every, every, uh, you know, every time we finish a road show. Um, but, uh, I think we did one at Jad's and I told you guys about that. That was kind of fun. Um, but that one was definitely more low pro. It didn't get like crazy and, and loud. Maybe I, maybe I just liked it because I wasn't cooking. That was when we kind of did potluck. Whereas this was like me on the grill and, and getting everything ready and marinating all the meats and stuff first and, and whatnot. It was good. Anyways, it was, it was, it was fun. It's just, uh, then, then it was like, I brought down a Bluetooth speaker. Then everyone's like putting their music on and it was all like, it was all hip hop and yeah. Oh my God, this will make me sound old. I am, I don't know what the fuck is up with rap. A lot of music, pop, everything just sounds like eh. But I find myself listening to music now where I, I care. You can hear when the artist actually gave a shit about the song or when it was just like, hey, just make it to make it. And I find a lot of hip hop is very just, you know, I, I really liked the back in the day stuff with uh, Tribe Called Quest when they were, when they had a message to their music, you know, uh, that kind of era, but now it's like every song is the same. I got bitches. I got money. I used to be down here. Now I'm, now I'm here. Me and the crew, we repping and everyone else is a bitch move. And it's just, eh, most in, it's the most insecure music I've ever heard. You know, I got this, I got that posturing, posturing, posturing. I'm so cool. Are you? Cause you know, cool people don't usually have to talk about how cool they are. But that seems to be what you're talking about exclusively. You define yourself by your material goods. How weak of character you must be. But anyways, that's what the young people like to listen to. It's no wonder they all aspire to material gains when all of their heroes talk merely about material things. You're fucking old and bitchy, Josh. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, getting that age. Also, my teeth hurt. (laughs) <laughs> my teeth well they don't hurt they're across the way um <laughs> um but yeah so i uh yeah i had fun i'll have to like just be more aware of you know when i'm hanging out with younger people just be like that's the thing and i don't i don't shit on it but it was just like oh listening to loud bad rap music you know I like, like I said, I like listening to music where people care. I wasn't just talking about rap, like any music where you can tell the difference between like pop music, you know, the stuff where it was like, someone was writing a song just to, Oh baby, baby, baby. I love you, baby, baby. Never leave me, baby, 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 baby. Ooh. And you and me, baby, make the audience think I want to fuck them, baby, baby, baby. And then people who legitimately like write a song, they care about it. You know, you can, you can hear in the lyrics, they were trying to say something with their, their music. Like that's to me, I'm like, I I listen to any, I don't care any genre where if you believe in the song you're singing, then, then that's cool. It's just like anything else, right? You can tell when someone actually gives a fuck 
when they're passionate about what they're saying and when they're just doing it because the record label said, here, somebody wrote you this, you go sing it. We got the producer over here. And then when you perform it live, make sure that we see as much of your body as possible because you are merely a sexual object. We're selling this song. You know what I mean? That's the artists that I, that I dig the ones where I'm like, yeah, you're not showing your, your, yourself off. I'm not shaming, but just the idea that like, you know, to be like, Hey, don't, can you see all of my legs and my ass and my tits? The song is about empowerment yet. I'm naked for some reason, you know, it's funny that like women complain. Well, it was not funny, but it's like, you see like women complaining about like the scantily clad superhero heroines and, and, you know, in, in video games when women are like over sexualized and only damsels in distress. And you're like, yeah, that fair point. And then it's like, but a woman on stage, uh, singing and dancing, it's like, no, she's empowered. Okay. Well, why isn't the other one empowered? You know what I mean? Like how many reverse arguments are women going to make where it doesn't matter what the scenario is when they want to be right. They're right. And when they want to be, when, it, when, it, when they want it to be a bad thing, then it's a bad thing. How versatile. Anyways, is that just enough controversy to maybe get someone to write an email in and give me shit? Contact at onemanpodcast.com. Um, so yeah, we finished the roadshow, had the barbecue. Um, that took up honestly a big portion of my time. And then we have a two week hiatus. So, uh, that was always scheduled to have a two week hiatus at this, at this point, it was two weeks off. So when I found that out, I moved my, um, I moved my, uh, extraction surgery forward. Thank God I did. But again, that's, uh, right. I'm not supposed to know that at this point, at this point in my week, I'm supposed to be just, just have had my wisdom teeth up. I'm not supposed to be frozen. I'm supposed to think it's super funny to record the podcast in that state. Um, cause someone was telling me like, oh yeah, usually like a day or two later, you're good to, you know, do your stuff. And holy fuck was I ever not. Um, I finished this game called Erica. Um, it's, uh, it sucked. I got to tell you that right now. It fucking sucked. It was free on the PlayStation store a while ago. And the way it plays is it's like a, a movie. And then as it's playing, you pick, it's like a choose your own adventure. You pick what you want to say or do in an instance. It's a lot of like using the controller to like swing a latch open or to turn a knob or to push something. And then, you know, in, in dialogues, you pick your dialogue and then it shows you the, that clip from the next thing. Uh, very stupid story. It's like a girl who's mother died and then her dad died and then she finds out she's got magical powers except her magical powers are that she can just see into the future when a ritual is performed but these people it's like it made no sense zero explanation you know the ritual always requires a fox a rabbit and a deer which they don't explain there's nothing behind them they're just like basically Illuminati people wearing like a head of each one and, but they can only see with a butterfly and that's what you are. You're a butterfly. Okay. Don't get it. Why? Never, never an explanation. Um, why do you want, why do they want to see in the future? Never, never an explanation. They, they want to see in the future for gold and riches. And it's like, what? And then it's like some insane asylum where they perform these rituals in the basement. Why? Never explains. Just dumb story. Um, so I finished the game so boring the whole way through. It takes about an hour and a half every playthrough. So it's not super long, but the idea is one of those games where like, there's, you know, several different endings and you gotta do each one. The girl who played Erica, I guess the lead is, uh, Holly Earl is her name. I guess she was in some shows. One of them was like Dr. Who, um, beautiful girl, super beautiful girl. Um, but 
Yeah, and she has these big, big doughy kind of eyes. Um, but the story was so stupid and uncompelling. But I'm I'm a lunatic, uh, so I have to finish it a few more times to get all the trophies. But I disliked the game very, very much. Can't recommend that game. It's probably one of the worst games I've played in a long time. Uh, why would you play it again? Because I just said I'm a lunatic, and I want to be able to. I want to be able to get the platinum trophy. So I'll have to play that again a few more times. Um, what else can I take off this list? I bought a new Nespresso, the Nespresso Next. Nice machine, much quieter than the other ones, making good coffees. Um, I bought it the morning of my um, of my teeth extraction. So I bought it and then went to my appointment. So I didn't even get it. I got it set up and everything, but I didn't have a chance to use it. Oh, and I bought the, uh, the Arachino 4. That's what I bought that morning. So I bought the machine the next, and I got to use it a couple days. Sorry, that's not, I was sitting there going, I'm pretty sure I used it before. No, I bought an Arachino 4, which is my milk frother the morning of. And then, of course, didn't get to try it for like a week because my teeth out. But, um, yeah, the next is great. It's slimmer, smaller, makes less noise. Apparently, it's upgradable. It's got some Bluetooth features and stuff like that. It's cool. That's it. Nothing special. Uh, I got it because there was a sale on... That was, uh, you get the machine for $99 if you buy a hundred dollars worth of coffee. And I was like, I can do that. It's a $220 machine. And I bought it for 99 bucks and I got $99 worth of coffee. So I'm still getting my, my coffees where I've been buying coffee anyways. So it was a good deal. Um, what else? And I already had the milk frother, so that wasn't an issue. Um, let's talk about this thing here. This, uh, this Angie's gift box thing. All right. I'm getting ready to uh, to go to my mom's place after this, so I'm just keeping an eye on the time and everything. But um, I am um, not sure if you guys know this, but there's a lot of food and snack items that you cannot get in the uh, United States that are available here in Canada. Um, some of them are, but uh, a lot of them are not. Hey, how about that for repeating myself? Um, so I... Uh, I remember I was chatting with my, my PlayStation group there. Red was on with me as well. My friend, Vanessa, regular contributor to the one man podcast. And I was talking about how, like, I know there's some things that they don't have in the States. Um, and then we ended up Googling like an article that, that mentioned some of them. So for my listeners, you know, both sides of the border, this might be of interest. There is, um, there's basically some different things. So, I'm going to mention them at this point. I have already like, again, I'll, I'll tell you in the next episode, but, um, I was looking for things. What would be some fun things to send, send to my friend, um, in the States to, to let her try. Cause she was saying how she's a big snack, snack food person. And I was like, well, fuck it. And apparently my brother was telling me too, that there's like YouTube channels devoted to this, where someone will come on, they'll order snacks and things from other countries and, and then, you know, open them up and try them and talk about them. So for myself, I, I checked out an article and turns out, so here we go. Here's some things, um, that are available in Canada, not available in the United States. Um, as I, as I basically build a box. So Angie was going to send me a bunch of stuff, uh, from the States that we can't get here. And she's right on the border of Mexico. So she's actually going to send me some Mexican stuff and she's going to send me some U S stuff, which is fucking amazing. Love it. Um, and then I, I too are going to send her some things. Now there's so many hot and cold foods and fresh foods that I would love to have sent, but unfortunately we don't know when, how long it was going to take to get there or anything like that. So, you know, you can't, you can't take a poutine and stick it in a box for a week 
you know, and expect it to, to even be f- edible when it gets there. Same with like a beaver tail or, you know, Montreal smoked meat, all the things that I would love for my, my American friends to be able to try. Even people who just live away from those cities and places like you can't have Montreal smoked meat outside of Montreal. Sorry. It's not even close to the same. Anyways, I digress. Getting back to this box of fun stuff. So some of the things available in Canada that are not available in the States, um, I'm going to start with saying like, I didn't know this, but Mars bars. Okay. Mars bars is one of the things in there. I was surprised to find out Mars bars because I've had Mars bars in, um, in the UK, uh, deep fried Mars bars are a thing there too. I got one when I was in Scotland and the interesting thing is even my buddy K Trev, I was watching, uh, his standup and he was doing a thing about how he went down to the States about how the food's so bad is like, everything was like, you know, uh, rolled in batter dipped in butter and had a Mars bar shoved in it. And it's like, well, no, it didn't. Cause Mars bars ain't available there. However, um, I did speak to someone who told me that the Milky way bars, which I don't believe are available here in Canada are basically like a Mars bar. And what do you know? Milky way and Mars. Hmm. One of them is a planet in the solar system. One is the name of the solar system or the galaxy. Sorry. Milky way galaxy, which to be honest with you, I don't know the difference between a solar system and a galaxy. Galaxy is a grouping of stars. I believe and then solar system is a group of things around a sun. If anyone wants to tell me the difference, I'm not looking it up. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Yes, I am. Oh, fuck. Why would you do that to yourself, Josh? You stupid asshole. Okay. All right. We're going to doodly do. Well, I look things up and let's see what Guagle has to say. Difference between a galaxy and solar system. See if this is a thing. Did you mean difference between a galaxy and a solar system? Yes, I did. A galaxy is a system of solar systems and other stars. Right, because isn't every star a sun? I could have just figured that out myself. A galaxy is a system of solar systems and other stars. The galaxy that contains the Earth and its solar system is called the Milky Way. Yeah, that that I knew, but I didn't realize there was a bunch of other uh, solar systems in there. This galaxy is thought to contain more than 200 billion different stars. Oh, fuck me. Okay, so the galaxy is infinitely larger than the solar system yeah it's a solar system yeah and then galaxy is a group of stars but then how do you have different galaxies this galaxy is thought to contain two of the solar systems orbit around their galaxies just as planets orbit around their suns yeah but then how, how do we even know that there's different galaxies then how do we know how do we not know that the universe is just one giant galaxy and that's it and that's why the guardians of the galaxy whatever i know the difference now shut up uh, so Mars is a planet in a solar system, Milky way galaxy. So what is that? Is that, is that how much bigger in terms of scope of, of flavor that it's supposed to be <laughs> Milky way? Anyways, Mars, Canada in the UK. So the same thing happened, actually found out that Cadbury fingers. So those like just basically cookie sticks with chocolate on the outside of them. I was chatting in the group about that saying, Hey, I got you these. And then red was like, Hey, those are from, those are the UK, not Canada. And I'm like, well, it's not that they're British or whatever. She said, she said they're, they're British, not Canadian. I'm like, well, I'm not saying they're Canadian because Mars isn't Canadian. It just happens to be only available in Canada. It's not, well, let's put it this way. I'm sending her shit. That's not available in the States. So Cadbury fingers, not available in the States, Mars bars, not available in the States. So I was looking at that, um, coffee crisp, uh, Nestle coffee crisp, um, delicious 
delicious chocolate bars. They're like wafery with, with coffee flavor, uh, not a, not a strong coffee flavor, but there's a coffee flavor to it. Um, and then I recently in the last 10 years, someone was like, Hey, put them in the freezer. They're even better when you get them out of the freezer, like nice and cold. Um, which is true. Just a real nice difference with it being a cold frozen kind of one. Um, it's not like there's no nougat or caramel in it. So there's nothing to like freeze it hard. You know what I mean? It's not like you're trying to break something off. Um, it's just a wafer. So it's just, just cold kind of nice. Um, but yeah, so the Cadbury fingers, uh, are on the list. Uh, coffee crisp is on the list. Mars bars is on the list. A uh, caramel, caramel bar. They don't have anything like that in, um, in the States. So it's like chocolate. I guess I should be describing them. Yeah. Cadbury fingers are like, you know, a cookie stick with, with chocolate on the outside. That's it. Like little, little, like the size of a straw basically, but it's just cookie with chocolate on the outside. Big deal. Mars bars are like, uh, for my U S listeners, I've never had a Milky way. So I don't, I can't say someone compared them to that. I can't say for sure that that's the case, but, um, if anyone wants to send me a Milky way, I'd love to try it. I'm not a, that's the funny thing is I'm not a big candy or chips guy. I'll try anything. If I've never tried it, I'll try it. But so for me, it's like, it's been years since I've ever I've even bought this shit. Cause I don't, I don't really eat it. Like I I'd sooner do gummies and chips than I would do, um, this kind of cookie shit or whatever cookies and candies and things like that. So, um, what else? So Mars, I, I tell people, um, as I know what three musketeers is, you guys have three musketeers down there. So it's like basically, you know, like nougat with chocolate on the outside and that's it. So Mars is like, you know, chocolate nougat, and then a layer of caramel on the top. So when you bite into it, it's caramel and nougat. that's, that's a Mars bar. Again, I've been told Milky Way is very similar. Um, Kit Kat. Kit Kat is in fact available in the States, but according to Vanessa, who's lived in the United States and in Canada, uh, red says that, uh, the Kit Kats in Canada are much better. So I've noticed that the logo is similar, but different in the States. Like the, the, the font is the same yet. They reverse the colors. So it's like white lettering on, on a red background and here it's red lettering on a white background. Um, but it is different companies that make it. So there's a different company that makes it in Canada versus the companies that make it in the States. Um, either way, KitKat, it's available in Canada and the US. So, um, unless I actually have one that's different and it's something different about it. Um, I don't think it is again, wafer, wafer sticks that get broken. Uh, Smarties, Smarties not available in the States. What are Smarties? Smarties are basically M&Ms. Apparently the coating is a little thicker on Smarties than it is on M&Ms. So some people like that. There's also more colors in Smarties than there are in M&Ms. Don't really give a shit when you're pouring them in your hand, you're firing them back in your mouth. You're not really counting colors at that point. You're not segregating. All right. Very multicultural candy. No one is ever like, Hey, get the fucking brown ones, <laughs> which seems in M&Ms to be the predominant color, I would say. Um, so yeah, um, Smarties, I, I'm going to get her a couple boxes of those. Just, just again, it's not really a big difference, but if you don't have it, may as well try it. There you go. Um, what else? Uh, oh, Henry. Oh, Henry. Oh, Henry. Um, oh, Henry is, um, I think it's, it's not really nougat. It's like this chewy sort of, I don't know, peanut butter. Is it peanut buttery? The little thing in the middle of Oh Henry, it's hard to describe. It's like a little log of like chewy stuff. Then that's wrapped in chocolate with peanuts in it. That's basically an Oh Henry bar. It's just like chewy, chocolatey, peanutty. That's Oh Henry. So get her a couple of those. Um, what else did I name? Oh yeah. Caramel to describe it. Caramel is like a, 
a bunch of like little squares, chocolate squares that you break them. And then on the inside of it is like caramel, 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 as they say in the States, caramel, even though it's not spelled C-A-R-M-E-L, it's C-A-R-A-M-E-L, caramel, caramel. Uh, you know, what's funny. Uh, it's the same thing with like aluminum. Aluminum isn't spelled aluminium. It's not M-I-N-I-U-M. Oh, I guess I better be right about this one before I start being an asshole. Um, hey Siri, how do you spell aluminum? Let's see if she gives it to me. Aluminum. A-L-U-M-I-N-U-M. Aluminium. Well, hold on a second. It's saying aluminum at the top, and then it says aluminium. The chemical element of atomic number 13, a light silver gray metal. So I'm going to type it into Google and see if it actually corrects me. Um, to, so let's see. Did you mean alum, aluminum search? What? Allow Safari. Sure. Use my location. Why not? Why have any privacy at all? Uh, so it's showing it right here in two different ways. It's, it's literally showing me aluminum chemical, chemical element. And then the picture underneath says AI, and then it says aluminum, A L U M I N U M. So what the fuck is it? Is a, is aluminum a metal is a question. And then it says aluminum also spelled aluminum. So it's spelled both ways. Okay. This is fucking annoying. I like, I get making a point and then I have to go like several down a rabbit hole. Um, Hey Siri, is it pronounced aluminum or aluminium? Okay. I found this on the web for is it pronounced aluminum or aluminium? Check it out. Okay. Aluminium versus aluminum. Following up a topical words piece on the international spelling of what British English writes as sulfur. What? Is that, is that what it is? Sulfur? Many American subscribers wrote in to ask about another element with two spellings, aluminium. Well, that's the one that they chose to put in the thing. The metal was named by the English chemist, Sir Humphrey Davy, who, who you may recall abominated gravy and lived in the odium of having discovered sodium. I don't remember that at all. Even though he was unable to isolate it, that took another two decades of work by others. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. You know what? I'm going to Google. Um, is it pronounced? Uh, aluminium or aluminum. Aluminium and aluminum are two names for element 13 on the periodic table. In both cases, the element symbol is AI. Although Americans and Canadians spell and pronounce the name aluminum, while the British and most of the rest of the world use the spelling and pronunciation of aluminium. Uh, okay, so here's aluminum and aluminium. Is there a difference? Aluminum, aluminum, what to know? Both aluminum and aluminum have a long history of use referring to the metal metallic element commonly used as foil to cover food. They both date to the early, the, 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 the became preferred in the United States, stemming from the word aluminia, alumina, aluminum became preferred in the United States and Canada, while aluminum became favored throughout the rest of the English speaking world. Who cares? Whether you use the thin, shiny metal sheeting to cover a wrap or to take protective head covering, chances are you call it aluminum foil. If you're on the America's side, okay, yes, we know that. What is it? What is, what is, uh, why is that? Your dictionary is here to answer that question. Yeah, we'll answer it. Origins of aluminia. Nope. 
to Yum or not to Yum. In some other universe, the story of the word ends there, but it seems that Davy had a change of heart or perhaps right away. The Oxford English Dictionary reports that in a lecture he delivered in 1809 and published in 1810, Davy does not use the term uh, aluminum. Uh, aluminum, so they didn't even put the N in, it's a fucking typo, refers to only the good alumina as something. Noah Webster's, the name given is supposed to metallic base of aluminum, yada, yada, yada. Jesus Christ, like, why can't you just get the answer? Give me the answer and then let me read more about it. Here's your answer that you tried to Google. The America's Society officially adopted aluminum in 1925, but in 1990, the International Union of Pure and Applied Chemistry accepted aluminum as the international standard aluminium as the international standard. And so we land today with aluminum used by the English speaking speakers of North America and aluminum used everywhere else. Wrap your food and protect your head accordingly. That's it. So they never tell you which one's, oh, for fuck's sakes. So I had someone who actually, it is aluminium, not aluminum. Well, it's not either of those. It's, well, or sorry, it's both. It's not one or the other. So that's a big waste of everybody's fucking time for nothing. Sorry about that, gang. Um, and I'm going to try to figure out what fucking food I was talking about. <laughs> Oh, right. Caramel or caramel. I just find that whenever it's something like, oh, it's pronounced this, not that. I, I always find that the people who were wrong or let's say incorrect wrong is, is, is harsh, but let's say the people who are incorrect are always ones. Actually, it's this way. And then you're like, mm, actually, if you research, it's not. So aluminum and aluminum, no clear answer after like three different websites, but caramel, uh, you could say caramel, but you're completely ignoring an A. And then the caramel people are saying, it's not caramel, it's your nuts caramel, it's caramel. Okay. Anyways, caramilk is what the name of the bar is. It's not caramilk, it's caramilk. Um, so <laughs> anyways, that one's just chocolate squares with, uh, think of a Kit Kat only instead of be cooking on the inside, it's got fucking caramel and it's squared like a Hershey bar. Just think of like a Hershey bar that had like caramel on the inside or caramel. Um, that that's the, that's the chocolate ones I'm sending her. Oh, and I'm sending her a crispy crunch. I think a butterfinger is probably the closest thing, though. It's not the same. It's like, uh, it's like if you took a score bar, I don't even know if they have score in the States, but if you took a score bar and a butterfinger bar and you, you fuse them together in terms of, you know, like you met in the middle in terms of size and, and texture and taste and everything. It's like peanut, peanut buttery brittle kind of stuff wrapped in, in toffee and then you know, covered in chocolate. Um, so there's that. There's also, uh, just maple cookies in general. I don't think they do a lot of maple cookies there, but I sent some, uh, or sorry, I will be sending some, uh, some dare, uh, maple cookies. So that'll be interesting. There's also, uh, apparently they don't do Swedish berries in, um, in the States. So Maynard's, I, I assume like fuzzy peaches and all those things, but I guess maybe just as a brand of stuff like gummies, I know they have gummy bears and stuff in the States, but, uh, Maynard's Swedish berries, sweet and delicious. Um, we'll be sending some of those. Um, I don't even know how to describe them. They're gummies. They're kind of like, kind of shaped like jujubes only they've got a sweet, you know, berry taste to them. Um, I'd be sending Maynard's wine gums and wine gums it's funny because they don't taste like wine they kind of have like a everyone's like well they taste like port and sherry no they don't they taste like a fainter less sweet version of like a gummy bear or a jujube or something like that um and they're chewier but and even all it's funny because even on them they say like gin port sherry and they don't taste anything like they're not supposed to that's just what they are but uh very cool snacks that i i loved 
love the wine gums. Um, I haven't seen them a lot lately and I don't go see, you know, seek them out, but wine gums are very cool. Um, do not have them in the States as with the Swedish berries. So be sending those, um, ketchup chips are not a thing in the States. So Lay's chips are, but ketchup is a flavor they do not have, uh, there. So I'm going to get some Lay's ketchup chips and I'm going to try to get some Doritos ketchup chips. Um, they have them at Costco, but they only have the giant bags of them. So if they don't like them to ship, to, to pay to ship the weight and the size and everything of a giant bag of chips, I'll, I'll see if they like the flavoring of the regular Lay's and then I'll send them a big bag next time. If they like it, I was also going to get like a bunch of, of chocolate bars, but then I was like, well, you know what? If they don't like one, then again, it's, it's the whole like paying for the weight and, and the amount of them. So it's like, I'll send one or two of everything and whatever you like. I'll send more of next time. Sorry, a dripping coffee all over my desk here. So I'm going to clean that up because apparently drinking is difficult. You know, I was talking about how I, I don't drink a lot anymore now that I'm an adult and I don't party. Well, apparently you can't even get the, is that what happens to grandpa? Is that why he can't get the fucking coffee cup to his lips without shaking it all over the place? Just the heavy cup. God, we're not a minute. We're not supposed to be here as long as we are guys. Really not. <laughs> oh, Oh, I was successful that time, guys. I was able to sip out of a cup. Like the things that you're like, oh, I can't jump over this wall when you're young, you know, parkour shit. And then late, I'm only 37. It is the point of I'm like, oh, couldn't even get the coffee cup to my lips today without sp- sp- spilling it and drooling half of it at the fucking desk. <laughs> ah, fuck me. Okay. So uh, ketchup chips are, are a thing. And uh, again, American listeners, if you hear that, you're like ketchup chips. Yeah, ketchup chips. Uh, it's a, it's like kind of like a sweet tang flavor. I'll have to get Angie to maybe send an email or something like that. Uh, Angie, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, when you get the box or whatever, I'd love to know what you think of them. Contact at onemanpodcast.com. Um, another flavor that they don't have in the States. I thought someone told me they didn't have dill pickle, but then I checked. You guys definitely have dill pickle in the States. Um dill pickle chips, maybe not everywhere, but the people I asked said, yeah, it's available there. Um, all dressed, all dressed is a flavor. A lot of chip companies and stuff have here, but because ruffles is one they know in the States, I will get the ruffles, all dressed chips. Also my favorite, um, very, very like favorite all dressed ones. A lot of places do all dressed, but it's basically uh barbecue, sour cream and onion and salt and vinegar kind of all shook into one. And so you get like a nice, you know, sweet tang, a little bit of salt, a little bit of vinegar, all dressed chips, delicious flavor. They've been like, as long as I can remember, there's been all dressed chips. So a Canadian, a Canadian flavor, uh, maybe it's international just, but it's not in the States. So I'll be getting a bag of that sent her way. Also in terms of the last bag snack that I can think of Hawkins cheesies. Um, I've only kind of saw them around Halloween when people would throw them in your bag, whatever, but Hawkins cheesies, um, uh, only in Canada. Now I would imagine, cause I remember, I remember Americans telling me that a while back, uh, actually. And I just was like one of those, like, hell yeah, they don't have them here. Okay, cool. But like, I'm not a big cheesy snack food kind of guy. So I just don't eat that kind of shit. I, every now and again, I'll have like some cheesies, you know what I mean? Like someone will have a bag at a party or something and you're like, okay, you have a few, but it's just like that cheese taste or whatever. Like it's like the same as, to be honest with you, it's like the same as eating Doritos. You eat one and you're like, oh, so good. And then you have like six or seven and you're like, okay, this synthetic cheese taste is gross. So I just, you know, you just stop at that point. But, um, so with Hawkins it's made with real cheese, but here's the biggest thing. 
is that I guess in the States, their cheesies or Cheetos or whatever the brand was, were like the big puffy ones, big puffy cheese, you know, fingers or whatever. And Hawkins were crunchy. They were like smaller, they had odd shapes and they were crunchier. So they, you know, maybe that's what made them popular is they're made from real cheddar cheese and they're like a crunchness. Now for any American listener going, oh, what is Hawkins cheesies? Well, Cheetos has since, and I think it's only been like the last decade or maybe a little more, but certainly not the, my entire life's lifetime is that, uh, Cheetos has started to make the crunchy ones. It's like, you know, you get the jalapeno or the hot ones or, you know, regular cheddar. The idea is that the biggest difference between cheesies and Cheetos were the, the crunch versus the big soft puffy ones, right? To me, like now that Cheetos is doing like the crunchy ones, that's basically them just replicating the Hawkins style. So, and obviously they were popular in the States too, because they're still making them. But I told people now I go, it's now it's a lot less, um, of a difference now that you have crunchy cheesies or Cheetos, because, you know, that was the big difference between Hawkins was that they were, they were crunchy and they had those, those, those looks like it's honestly the same look of them and everything for the most part. I think the only difference now is that Hawkins makes it still with real cheese or real cheddar cheese. And, and I don't know if Cheetos does, but you know, this big, long snack talk. Um, I'm basically just saying that that's the difference, uh, between Cheetos and, uh, and Hawkins cheesies. And then finally, something that I, I knew, I think I just forgot uh, again, I wasn't snacking or anything. So it's not like this stuff's fresh in my mind, but, uh, Joe Louis, the Vachon Joe Louis, it is a, it, you know, the, I think the big mainstay in the States is like, uh, Twinkies and those, I guess the little hostess cakes, the little, little, that looks like a cupcake with a little white swirl on top of it with the chocolate or whatever, and the white cream on the inside. Well, a Joe Louis is about the size of, I guess, a, a wagon wheel. I don't know if they have those in the States, a wagon wheel or a moon pie. Again, we don't have moon pies here. Um, but it's a round, round cake about the size of a, I don't know, maybe like a teacup saucer. You know, if you put, if you touch your, your thumb and your fingers together, your, your thumb and your middle fingers together and you make a, a circle out of it, it's about that big, you know, you, 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 you can't make it any smaller. If you touch your middle finger to your middle finger, your thumb to your thumb, you know, that's the size of, of a, a Joe Louis. It's a big round fucking four inch diameter pie, but it's a chocolate cake with chocolate on the outside. And then a big, like the big, just right across the middle cream, um, and the cake and, uh, they were the bomb diggity Twinkies and snowballs. I think I've had snowballs once did not enjoy them, but, uh, pink Twinkies, snowballs, hostess cakes, little Debbie's shit. Like you, if you were getting something in your lunch, you wanted it to be Joe Louie. Like I would even, that's, that's even how I would phrase it to Angie. I'm going to write her up a little thing and kind of explaining what everything is. So before she opens something, she knows what to expect. But, uh, yeah, Joe Louis were like, if you got a Twinkie in your lunch, it's because your parents didn't love you enough to put a Joe Louis in there. As you, and as a kid, having this like big cake thing, like it was, it was dope. So um, I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to get some of those too, and that's that's what I'm going to send. So if anyone else has anything that they think should, you know, I did research. I didn't just you know find out. So in my research, I found out that there was like no Mars bars and there was no like O Henrys and stuff like that. So it looks like the, the majority of the Cadbury line, crispy crunch, uh, caramel, that kind of stuff, not available in the States. Um, 
as with some of the Nestle stuff too, the Kit Kat Smarties, O. Henry, um, and so on and so forth. Is O. Henry, O. Henry, uh, doesn't matter, but I'm just, I can't, can't go on with my life until I know. I think O. Henry might be, doesn't look like it's Cadbury. Kit Kat's Nestle, Coffee Crisp is Nestle, but, uh, yeah. The fingers are Cadbury fingers. Cool. So that's what I'm doing with that. All right. Um, I gotta get my ass in gear here. So yeah, I think that's, I'm, it's interesting and I'm, I'm interested to see what I'm going to get sent in terms of, you know, stuff that's, that's available in Mexico and whatnot. Like, again, there's so much food down there. Like I would love tacos. I would love tacos, but it doesn't ship well. So I was even trying to think if I could get like just the corn tortillas, if they would last long enough for the trip. But I think like a week in transit would be the vast majority of their, you know, unfrozen shelf life. But all right. So wisdom teeth, wisdom teeth are coming out. Um, I went to the dentist. That's his name. He's the dentist. And, um, they fired. I got my, uh, I thought I was getting all my work done. Right. Cause I was like, I have to get my cavities filled and I have to get my wisdom teeth yanked. Um, so I called them in advance and I said, Hey, I want to switch my appointment from the two wisdom teeth to all four, $250 a tooth out quick, quick grand, just hit me with that quick thousand dollar fucking charge. And, uh, you know, let's get them, let's get them all out. And then I was like, I thought I was getting my fillings too, but the dentist had informed me that it would be too much trauma for my mouth for, for one visit. So just go with the, go with the, the wisdom teeth extraction for today. And I was like, all right, let's, let's do it. So, um, firing the, uh, you know, the needles in there did the topical, anesthetic. So it's like a, like the Novocaine, I guess, salve or whatever, rubbing that on the gums first, let that take hold. So we could fire the needle in to really deep freeze everything. And it was funny because like, I guess I got some on the sides of my tongue just cause it was on the inside and top and bottom, whatever, like, you know, and, or just, and sometimes just as it was reaching in, like a little bit would like slide on the tongue. So my tongue was like numb and the whole back of my throat, I don't even know if I swallowed maybe a little bit of it, but my whole throat started to feel numb. So I actually, at one point, you know, right near the end, got a little panicked because, uh, it felt like my throat was closing up and I felt very, I felt it was hard for me to breathe. It wasn't impossible, but it felt hard to breathe. And I was a little like, uh, should I be like, I was just telling him, give me like one sec. Like I got, I'm having a hard time breathing. Can I sit up for a second? Like I just laying on my back. It just felt like everything was closing in on itself. Um, I did not get knocked out. I did not, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, they give you like a, like a sedative or I didn't get any, I got numbing. That's it. I got, I got pain, like painkiller. I did not get any sedatives. I did not get, I didn't even get offered sedatives and I did not get offered the option to be put under. So I was awake through the entire thing. Um, and I had nothing to quell the anxiety. <laughs> I wasn't anxious initially. So the idea was like, I felt him as soon as he, as soon as like we had all the needles in and whatever, and it was like, okay, we're gonna let that sit in for like five minutes. And then he just like in my mouth. And I felt like he was like, like chipping away at, at my top tooth. Cause it just felt like it just, but it, but it just felt like, like he put a thing on it and just pushed on it. It felt like he was pushing on it, not downwards, but just sideways. So it didn't feel like, Hey, grabbing it. It just felt like like out. And then on the bottom, right. He was working on that for a while. Um, a lot of like pressure on it, a lot of different tools. It felt like he was drilling a hole in the middle of the tooth, trying to like, and then like screw something into it that would like catch the tooth and then pull it out. Um, and just kept going, kept going. And then he's like, we're going to have to cut the tooth apart and take it out in pieces. I was like, all right. And 
just do it. And I, it's funny because I didn't feel anything in my mouth. I could feel the pressure. Like any, anytime he was leaning on, I could feel all the pressure, but zero sensation. Like my nerves felt nothing. Um, and so I remember, uh, like him, it felt like he was like leaning hard on my jaw. It's like, huh, like his body weight, like on my jaw. And I was like, oh, just the pressure didn't hurt. But I was like, Jesus Christ. That's, that was what I was thinking when he was on the right side. Then he's explaining to me that there was a hook to the root. So it was hooked underneath the other one. He had to like open up the thing and pull it out. In fact, that's the only tooth that some, let's say sometime later, not to let you guys know exactly how late this podcast is, but, uh, that's the only, uh, tooth that's still swollen. Uh, not a shitload, but it's still, yeah, they get to, to cut up and it feels like the most damaged area, but he had to really get in there to get that out. And I'm just watching them pull these tools out of my mouth covered in blood. Um, <laughs> and then finally gets, you know, teeth out in pieces and stuff like that. And, and then I was like, okay, that's one. And he's like, oh no, I got the top one first. I guess the top one came kind of right out, but it was the smallest one. It was like underdeveloped. The runt of the litter. Um, but, you know, I go, oh, you got two already? He's like, yeah. And then he goes up to the other side and fucking just kind of yanks, like not yanks, but like just, it felt like just lean, lean, boom, out. Like nobody's business. I just see him pull out this big ass tooth roots covered in bright red blood. And I was like, hell I reach up to fist bump him, but he wouldn't fist bump me. He gave me the elbow, gave me the elbow, right? COVID he's wearing gloves, but anyways, so I'm like, ah, great job. Boom. And then the bottom one on the left side took a, a bit of time too. that one had to be broken up. But, uh, I only had two of them that came out like kind of fully intact. The other two, basically the ones in my jaw had to be cut up because they both had like hook roots on them, whatever. But the one on the left side still came out a lot easier than the one there. And then I was like, okay. And then his, his assistant was like putting gauze in my mouth and, and, you know, folding up, just saying bite down. And I was like, okay, talking there, like, try not to say too much, you know, just let it heal. But I remember like I paid, I left, I went to go get my, they gave me a prescription for Tylenol three and for amoxicillin for, uh, antibiotics, make sure I didn't get infection. And I remember, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of fucked up cause I'm, I'm waiting like 40 minutes and as the 40 minutes going on, like my mouth starting to slowly unfreeze and I'm talking or whatever, blah, 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 no big deal. And I, I, t- they gave me some extra gauze, but I'm like, at this point it's like an hour and they're telling me like after half an hour, I can take the, like, there's like after half an hour when you're done biting down, like you can just take your, your gauze out. You won't be bleeding anymore. I was still bleeding. So I had to put more gauze in there. And my, like, this is like, I'm out in public. I've been touching doorknobs and stuff. You know, my hands aren't super clean, but there's like little bits of blood on them. Just from my mouth. My mouth has dried blood all over. My teeth have dried blood on them. I haven't been home yet. Cause I'm like, I want my painkillers. I want my amoxicillin so I can go home and just fucking go to sleep or take my painkillers. Whatever. I take, they take the gauze out. The gauze is like dark, you know, like dark brown, these gauze from after an hour and just filled with blood. So I like go to bite down and put the other ones in there, but the whole mouth is swollen. I don't even, I could barely open my mouth cause the back was so swollen that my, my jaw wouldn't open all the way. So I'm trying to like not really touch this gauze gauze with my dirty hands, but like put it in a site of like, you know, open wounds that are still bleeding. And I'm trying to like get this gauze in there, but like, you know, without really touching it too much so that it doesn't touch my, like, like it was, it was rough. I was really uncomfortable. I was really like, and they're even saying like, you can't, you gotta be 24 hours before you can even rinse. And I'm like, well, fuck, there's blood all over my mouth. What do you mean? I can't rinse. Like I can't drink water for 24 hours. Like how am I supposed to take these painkillers? But they meant like, you can't like rinse as in like swish it around because you're creating suction. So the whole idea was like, 
you like I think after like two hours, the blood had finally stopped coming out so much. They're also like, don't keep changing your gauze because then the blood clots can form against the gauze. When you pull it out, you rip the clots out. Like it was just a whole lot of like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Everything in the instructions is like, don't do this until you feel comfortable. I'm like, well, I don't feel comfortable. Like it's saying, wait 24 hours to even rinse. I was, um, yeah. So like, again, this podcast ends at the end of that day. So I come home with my T3s. I take them. I taste nothing but blood in my mouth. It tastes like blood still coming out. If I drool, like, cause you can't spit because spitting creates suction, right? So the whole idea is that you're trying not to get, uh, blood clots to come out of your mouth. So you can't suck anything through a straw because that creates suction. You can't spit cause that'll create suction. Um, so it's kind of like, like, like they're saying you could put water in your mouth and like rock your head side to side to let the water swish around and then drool it out, you know? So I was doing that. I was doing like salt water because apparently that's, you know, to clean stuff, but I didn't eat anything um, for, for 24 hours. Again, that's, I'll tell you about my first meal in the next episode, but, um, it was, uh, I didn't, I didn't feel good. I like my dentist told me like, you could take the Tylenol three says to take one every eight hours. He's like, but you don't really have to listen to that. Like if you need one other one, take another one. So that first night, um, I was taking one every two, three hours. Uh, cause the pain was rough. My mouth was really swollen and I, I just hated life. I was laying in bed, just hating life, uh, that first night. Um, I put on a show, but I'm trying to remember what it was. I burned through a series, uh, particularly quickly. And I don't know why I can't remember what that is. I, what was it? Did I, did I write it down? I got next week's notes right in front of me too. Cause that one's also late, but I, uh, I don't remember what it was. There was a, there was a show on that I was, Oh, family guy. Family Guy had a new season come out and I just like, it was like episode after episode episode, and I couldn't sleep. I was so uncomfortable. I couldn't sleep. I also had to put ice on my face. It's like put ice packs on 20 minutes on 20 minutes off. And I'm like, how the fuck am I going to be doing that constantly? Cause I didn't have like frozen peas or anything like that. I suppose I could have bought them while I was getting my prescription filled, but I was so uncomfortable. Um, but I'd put like the, the ice on it. And it's like, I don't have like, you're like, I, w- I was watching YouTube videos at first to try to get an idea of like when I could spit and when I could do this, when I could do that. And just nothing was, was making much sense to me. Um, so I was like, okay, you know, like they're, they're again, they're like, don't spit. Don't, you know, you can brush your teeth if you want. And I'm like, what? They're like, just don't brush the area. And I'm like, I, to open my mouth and put anything in my mouth was like so unwanted. Like, I don't know if you've ever had a sore throat and just the idea of breathing through your mouth with a sore throat, you feel like you're breathing in like dirt and bad air or whatever. I don't know. I just, I was favoring my mouth so much because I'm like, you know, and I'm like cold water. I'm like, I'm like just slowly sipping water. It was, it was rough. It was real rough. I put ice on for a while, but again, I was, these videos I'm watching, they're like, they're going to give you here's what to expect when you get your tough. And they're like talking about like putting you under and you're going to wake up. Well, that didn't happen. I was awake through the whole fucking thing. I actually made my dentist give me the teeth afterwards. I'm like, can I have the teeth? And he's like, you want them? I go, yeah, they're mine. <laughs> like they're mine. I'm just paying you to take them out. I'm not paying you to keep them. And he goes, you really want them? I go, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to put them under my pillow and hopefully the tooth fairy will help me recoup some of the fucking costs of all this dental work I'm getting done. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, 
Anyways, I just like they're I'm watching this video and it's like, oh, when are you gonna you're gonna wake up and then they're gonna give you this and it's like a perfectly designed medical bag for ice packs, so it like wraps around your head and it keeps the ice packs on the side of your head. Well, me, I'm like, I got both sides of my mouth done. So I what I was doing was like filling from our fridge like the ice machine into like Ziploc bags. And then at one point I even poured a little bit of water in too because it just kind of the water gets a lot colder from the the ice. And so it would but I have a beard. Right. So like my, it was hard to get my beard. So it's like, use a towel. So like through the towel, through my beard to the actual, you know, outside of my cheek to penetrate through to actually get to my jaw. I was like, it, it helped for a little bit, but I couldn't do it for particularly long. And then of course I've got like one sitting on the side of my face as my head's on the pillow on the other side, pressing into one on the other side. It just, uh, it wasn't ideal. And so like after a few times, I think only the first night I was kind of like trying to fall asleep with that on, but it was, it was rough. It was rough. Um, anyone who says like, Oh yeah, you'll be fine after 24 hours. It was like when I had my tonsils out when I was young, they were like, Oh yeah. You know, and then they give you ice cream and ginger ale, you know, other people tell stories. Well, yeah, and tonsils out. I woke up, was in the hospital and I was eating ice cream. Like I couldn't eat the idea of eating anything for like a week after I had my tonsils out was brutal. I was like sipping water. My mom would put out ginger ale and like, let it go flat and sipping little sips of ginger ale. I think it was like a week and a half before I even attempted solid foods. And it was like, cause every time you swallow the stitches in the roof of my mouth felt fucking weird. And it was, it was rough. It was rough. It was rough. So this reminded me of that totally where it's like, I didn't want to eat anything. Like I, my mouth, you know, I could feel the stitches sort of moving around in the back. Like they'd rub against the side of my tongue and, and stuff. I just, I was really unhappy. So I'm still recovering. And I'll tell you guys more about that in the next episode, but for now let's move forward with the, uh, the episode that's, that's, that's where the point that I was at in terms of my, uh, my wisdom teeth. So I kept them, <laughs> I kept them. They were covered in blood too. Uh, the woman's like, I tried to wash them off. I'm like, really? doesn't look like it, but I don't care. I wasn't like, you want to clean them? What's that going to cost me? You know what it cost me, uh, to get like 20 teeth cleaned. How many do you have? 24. It was like fucking 150 bucks. And they're like, we'll clean. You want us to clean these? I was like, fuck no. I don't even know that's going to cost me sit there scrubbing my teeth. That's what I should have said too. If they clean them off. I go, how come that was free? I try to get you to clean the ones in my mouth. It's because they're attached to me. Um, maybe that's what you can do is you, you take your, if you, if there's a way you could take your teeth out, go in, get them clean for free, stick them back in. Why don't they have removable teeth? They do. They're called dentures. Yeah. But I mean, like I want the real ones back authentic, right? Why isn't that a thing? How come you can't get like, why are fake tits, big rubber, you know, silicone saline bag shit. Why can't you just get like, you know, people will donate their livers and, and organs. Why can't you get titties, you know, real, real titty fat, you know, from a, from a corpse injected in, you know what I mean? Why isn't that a thing? That's natural, right? The organic version, like the same with the teeth, just get your teeth taken out, cleaned, stick them back in, you know, I don't know. It's probably a reason. I don't know what it is. All, all I know is that's a question that I've got in my head now. Uh, my friends at DK, everybody. Um, speaking of, of <laughs> horrifying procedures and things like that, um, I got another book from DK. And man, was I happy to get this one. This one, uh, well, I read this one. I got it a while back. But was I ever happy to uh, get it and then it, and, and even happier to start reading it. Um, and of course, we are uh, nearing Halloween season. So I think that's probably why it's come out. But uh, it's called Behind the Horror true stories that inspired horror movies. Um, it's by Lee Meller, who is a criminologist, lecturer, musician, and author of seven books on crime specializing in abnormal homicide. So this book is super cool. Um, I love horror movies. 
Um, and and uh, to be honest with you, a lot of the stories in this, I'm already particularly familiar with, but it was still like, as soon as I saw that book, I was like, yeah, gotta have it. Cause I want to learn, maybe it'll teach me something more. I didn't know. Um, some of which it did, but I'll give you guys just, I'll, I'm going to bang out the, the stories. I'm not going to read them to you, but I'm going to tell you that the stories that are incorporated in this book. So M a city searches for a murderer was the name of the movie. And that's the serial killers of Weimar, Germany or Weimar, 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 Weimar. Um, Rope. So anyways, yeah. M a city searches for a murderer is a movie from 1931 rope from 1948. Um, psycho obviously. And the Texas chainsaw massacre. They're both based on criminal Ed Gein, Ed Gein or Ed Gein. I've heard both. I watched a documentary on Ed Gein. So I know a lot about that guy. The ghoul of Plainfield, uh, was his name. And I believe it was, um, Michigan, Plainfield, Michigan. Um, but he's not just the inspiration for Norman Bates and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's also the inspiration for Buffalo Bill from the Silence of the Lambs. And I believe Hannibal Lecter as well. I could be wrong though. Um, but Ed Gein is, is, uh, very well known and he's been the inspiration for a lot of fucked up people in the world. And his story is really fucked up. Uh, Frenzy 1972, uh, is the movie with the back, like basically I'm, I'm naming the movies and then the stories of the, the killers and things that inspired those, those characters in those movies. Um, so frenzy from 1972, the exorcist from 1973 jaws from 1975. It was actually a guy who could swim really fast with a big mouth. Uh, no, I'm sure it's the, it's the, also the story of the USS Indianapolis is in there, which is the one where the, you know, all the, all the men went into the water and the fucking sharks ate them all. Um, the town that dreaded sundown, uh, the Amityville horror, uh, poltergeist, a nightmare on Elm street, the serpent and the rainbow, uh, the silence of the lambs. And I still can't believe that they don't fucking give, get Ed Gein. Cause cause Buffalo bill was basically based on Ed Gein, uh, scream, the Mothman prophecies, Wolf Creek, the conjuring Annabelle and the conjuring two, and then the witch and the lighthouse. So the Salem witch trials and things like that. But anyways, this book has got the backstory. Not, I don't say backstories because some of them is back straight up backstory. And some of them are just a killer that inspired a, a, a fictional character for a movie. But if you're a horror movie lover, like I am, this is a great book. Um, I, I, that one like, and it's creepy, man. I got, I got halfway through the, the story of the conjuring, um, like the, the, just the family that it was based on and the house that they lived in and everything like that. And just like, I was reading it at night and I had to put it down cause it was so creepy. Like the actual telling of the story. Now, again, who knows whether they're full of shit or not, but in terms of the legitimate real life story that was told, um, describing what they went through and the experiences that they had and everything like that it was like fucking bone chilling. Right. Cause at this point I'm not I'm not reading the, the, I'm mean, not like, this is not the novelization of the movies. This is the true stories that inspired these things. So for example, everything to do with the serial killer, these are not, these are the real fucking killers. So when they're talking about they, the cops went in and then they saw this and that's all real shit. Um, but it's great. It's great. Behind the horror, true stories that inspired horror movies from my pals at DK. Um, loved it. Loved it. And, um, I've even got another one coming up in a, in a few episodes called, uh, haunted houses, um, classic stories of doors that should never have been opened. Um, that one's actually presented by John Landis, who, uh, big, big horror guy, uh, I believe wrote, I know he directed, but I believe he wrote uh, an American werewolf in London. One of the movies that scared the shit out of me as a kid. Um, great fucking werewolf movie. And great special effects for the time. Uh, John Landis is also for what it's worth. He's also the guy that directed the thriller music video. 
Um, so, you know, you saw that and Thriller was a, was a creepy fucking music video for the time, whatever. And also had very like American werewolf and London esque kind of feel to it because, you know, when he turns into the, the werewolf at the beginning, it's kind of like the same shit that happens in American werewolf in London. So if you thought Thriller was cool and creepy, then, you know, you, you got to see American werewolf in London too fucking scary, too fucking good. Um, but yeah, that'll be coming up soon. That's the, uh, haunted houses, classic stories of doors that should never be opened. Um, but this one was behind the horror behind the horrors, true stories and very horrors guys, dk.com for my U S listeners, dk.com slash CA in Canada, or just Google DK books. Uh, that's Dorling, Dorling Kindersley, uh, books, um, anywhere else in the world. And you'll be able to find them guys. I love those partners. They, uh, they, they take good care of me and they got some fucking awesome, fucking awesome books though, bro. Fucking wicked cool books. Um, so I'm glad to, uh, to be doing that. As a matter of fact, just a quick little mention, the U S is now my largest, uh, download, uh, center. So, uh, it used to be U S was just quite a lot. And, uh, and Canada was, you know, my home and native land, uh, where's my biggest listenership now? Uh, it's the U S the U S is more interested in what I'm doing than Canada. So just another reason for me to want to, to go there. My people, my listeners, the USA. So thank you, America, for listening. Of course, thank you to my Canadian listeners as well. Uh, you know, doesn't hurt you guys to wherever you are to tell your friends about this weirdo podcast. If you want to just kill time or feel better about yourself, you're like, listen to this fat fuck talk about candy for longer than he talked about an oral surgery that he had. <laughs> are they related? <laughs> I got cavities. Why? You know, a caramel bar. Hey, Siri, is, car- is it caramel or caramel? This is the important information I need in my head. Guys, that was the podcast for the week. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you guys again very soon. Get